With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello again. Hey, everyone's playing together right now. <laughs> Look, there they are. I'm Wanna bite our friends? Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. Don't, don't, don't bite your friends. We don't bite our friends. No way. We don't pull their hair. Uh-uh. Friends are our friends. Uh-huh. So we treat them with care. So don't. Okay. We 
probably all have well, one of yeah. those. Well, now oh, it's the CW's fault. So it's the Jonathan CW's fault. So we're gonna we're gonna give that joke to Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. Well, if if Jonathan's on the line with us, or will be. But yes. Hold on. Oh, I'll uh, be. Nick. Nick. Any black bed sheep book announcements? Not yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nick said they're coming just like Superman and Supergirl. Okay, <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. What's uh, hey, uh... Nick, is, you you got the switchboard open. Is John called in yet? No, I don't think so. Uh, no, Jonathan Moody, uh, if you're listening, call in. I see my there he is. I think he's here. Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh oh, no, caller dropped. Oh, call him oh, back. Okay. Okay, that might have been Jonathan because I thought I heard him say hello and then, yeah. So Jonathan called back. Uh, so there we go. Uh, hey, what's up, everybody? Hey. There hey. Jonathan. All right. I, yeah, okay. I, I called in earlier, but on Facebook where it says uh, Superman is going to come, coming soon in Supergirl. Yes. Yeah, I uh, saw that, and uh, somebody posted that. One of my friends posted it, and I thought it was hilarious. Very wrong for CW. It is. Uh, It was just me, actually. I blame the CW. I I blame them. Yes. They did bad marketing on their behalf, as as long as, you know, the way they did the taglines. Yeah, and, but, and that was funny, and nobody here really got the joke. I was like, hey, welcome to Frenzy and Friends, where Superman is going to come coming soon into Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> and Don were like, okay. And I was like, aw. <laughs> yeah, that right. is funny. Though. So what's going on, guys? Not a whole lot. No. I'm on the phone right now. So I'm watching. I'm here, people. I have my next door neighbor with me. We're watching the Olympics. So nice. If, you know, so if I'm in and out, that's what I'm doing. So don't take it personally, people. I, I just am here uh, enjoying the CW's uh, debacle about Superman, Supergirl. It's all good. I guess they're kissing cousins. That would be my guess. Yes, yeah. Hey, it's the Kissing Cousins show. With Superman and Supergirl. (laughs) On this week's Blind Date. Uh, (laughs) I I just don't know. So, Jonathan, how you been? Pretty good. How you been? Uh, Doing good. How's everybody been? (laughs) Oh, hanging in there. 
good. We've we've been doing good, but Jonathan, man, I mean, I I I I gotta tell you, um, we talked about this last week, and I put the camera right on Jonathan's face, like, "Hello, I'm calling you," and we got a video conference, so that was kind of cool. That yeah. you can do this now. Yep. Jonathan's uh, yeah. like, "I want to go to bed now. Let me go to bed." <laughs> No, I mean everything that you do. I mean you're like the the guy that if it touches something, it turns into gold, and that's no, what's really cool. Don't say that. You. No, no, no. Oh, come no. on! You've done a lot of great things. Thank you. I appreciate that. But it's true. I, I, you really have. I mean, with all your movies and everything, what what drives you? Because that's probably, like, one of the main questions that people would like to know. What drives Jonathan A. Moody to do what he does? Um, Probably passion. I mean, I guess that's, like, kind of a cliche answer. But, I mean, really, I mean, that's the only reason I get up and write or get up and and, and act or or do any of the things because I love it. Because I enjoy it. Because if I did it, like if I was doing it for like the money, I would have chose uh, anything else. Because I'm not making any money. I'm pretty broke. So it's not. It's not because of that. It's because I'm, you know, uh, I just enjoy making movies. You know, I enjoy watching movies. I enjoy all that stuff. You know, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing it. So that's what drives me. I guess. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I seen um I seen this little posting on Facebook one time and this made a lot of sense. It was like you're not just buying like it's with anything, you're not just buying the artist. You're buying their blood, sweat and tears. And you know, mm-hmm. you you're not like Steven Spielberg or James Cameron or or any of them who's you know, they get paid like $32 million to make a movie. You're funding this yourself. Right. And even even those people, you know, they might have, like, fancy trailers they stay in during their shooting, but they're still putting mm-hmm. their blood, sweat, and tears into making something good, you know? I mean, because yeah. they've, got, they've got a hell of a lot more to lose than an independent filmmaker. Independent filmmaker who is making a movie for like $100,000 or something, well, most likely they're not, you know, responsible for that cash or whatever. But like Tom Cruise, who's in a movie that costs like $180 million, if he doesn't do a good job, you know, he's not going to have a job, you know. All right. That. Yeah. So they've got, you know, they put their blood, sweat, and tears. You just don't. You know, a lot of people just don't realize it. And so I get out of a lot of respect for, you know, people who are in Hollywood really continuing to make good movies. Yeah. Actually, you know, of all the independent filmmakers and, you know, independent people that I've had on this show, you're the first one that has ever said that. And I <laughs> congratulate you for that. Because well, I mean, everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, if it busts, it busts. You're the first person that actually said that they got stressed, too. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because people say, oh, if I had a million dollars, I'd be able to make this movie. Well, 
No, you wouldn't be able to make the same movie that you're making for $10,000 on a million-dollar budget because you'd be hiring more people to do the same job, you know, but you still need it to look good, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, you need it to look even better or whatever if you're going to make it look like a million bucks. So, I mean, it's like the $10,000 people are making movies on that budget, and that's all they've got, you know, sometimes even like a hundred bucks, you know, or 500 bucks or whatever. They're making that movie as, you know, as they can and, you know, putting it together. But the the people who who can make it for a million bucks, they have a lot more on the line, I think, I feel like. Because, you know, if that movie doesn't do well or whatever, that they spend 500 bucks, they can just kind of sweep that under the rug. But the person who's making it for a million bucks, you know, they've got way more to lose and, and potentially may never be able to work again. Once again. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, um, it's like, um, like, look at it this way. It's like one of my friends posted earlier today about certain actors. And it's like, like all these certain actors are all in these certain films, it's kind of getting tiring, you know, seeing them, you know, like in the same exact type of movies uh, over and over again. And it's like, you know, and I agree. It's like, you know, if you make a movie for whatever the budget is, you know, if it's less than, you know, what you think it is, you know, hey, you got, you're lucky. You know, where if it's like a big major budget movie, you know, and if you flop, you know, it's like people are going to shame you out of Hollywood. Go like, yeah, never want to work. Even though the person may be a great guy, great director, writer, whatever, you may not see or hear from these people in like years. Because it's like, I want to, you know, stick my head back in the pond, you know. Right. Oh, I agree. And, um, I mean, I kind of feel bad for people who, like, flop in Hollywood because, but, you know, when you hear the horror stories of what happened or the rumors, you know, you don't really know. You wouldn't know unless you were actually there what really, you know, the behind the scenes of what happened. But when you hear that stuff, you get a little kind of either you're like, well, you know, that guy made that mistake. Hopefully I, you know, if I ever get an opportunity like that, that, you know, I can treat things better, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, and it's kind of like um, people are petitioning Rotten Tomatoes to go offline right now. What do you guys think? I think that's silly. Uh, I saw huh? I saw that, and I just think it's it's silly because I mean I think I, I think it's funny that that's been the first time that anybody, as far as I know, anybody's ever you know tried to petition Rotten Tomatoes. But um, it you know it, it's funny because you know the people that probably you know read those reviews, the ones that aren't going to go are the ones that probably wouldn't have gone anyway. Because yeah, everybody I, I know totally who's read those reviews. Like, why do you let a website let you determine, okay, well, you know, 
Rotten Tomatoes says this movie's bad, so I'm not going to go see it. Do you think well, that, I, don't I mean, do that. I think I think this is a good question. Do you think that people are basing too much information on themselves on what the media and what people think of them? Of well, everything, I'm, do you think we're in a society? I got a loud motorcycle that just went out. But do you think that people are basing anything that they do now on what the media tells them to do? Um, I yeah, so. I, yeah, I think so a little bit. I mean, I think that people who, uh, you know, you, you see a review of a movie and say so you see it from a person that. You've you've heard their reviews before and you like, you know, um, you know. Then you go around and you say, oh, okay. I mean, because only in Rotten Tomatoes, those those ones that are like the the big splat or the big tomatoes or whatever are the people who are like big, you know, reviewers. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, those yeah. big time reviewers, like people from the Chicago Tribune, like like Roger Ebert used to be. You know, I respected Robert Roger Ebert. I respected um, Gene Siskel. Gene Chalet. You know? Yeah. Gene Chalet. I I, I, yeah. I respect these people. Nowadays, I don't know any of the reviewers, so I could care less what they think right now. I mean, I honestly, if I want to go see a movie, um, I and it looks cool to me, you know, like Suicide Squad. I'm seeing it Wednesday. You know, I'm excited. You know, I don't care what the mm-hmm. reviews say because I want to see it. Now I've heard. My friends say, you know, mixed reviews. Some love it, some hate it. And you know what? I mean, I I, I was not a big fan of Batman versus Superman. I've talked about that before um, online. I'm just not, that, that wasn't for me. But I have a lot yeah. of friends who loved yeah. it, who absolutely adored it. Yeah. And thought it was great. And you know what? It's awesome. Like, I mean... Yeah. You know, right. I don't listen to anybody anyway. If if it's something right. I want to go see, I'm going to go see it. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, it's like fifteen thousand people are petitioning to get Rotten Tomatoes off to take down their website. If you don't like yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. don't look at their website. Exactly. exactly. That's right. Hey, you know, it's like it's like. I'm going to go ahead and defend him because I was on the show. I love him. He's a great guy. Jerry Springer, he's like, you know, if you don't like my show, don't watch it. (laughs) There's 99 other shows to watch in my time slot. Why do you guys badger me? If you don't like Rotten Tomatoes and you feel like there's a time that you, you know, oh, Rotten Tomatoes needs to take down the website, then don't, just don't go on it. Exactly. I mean, right. Who cares? It, it, it exactly. doesn't you know, matter. Think, Hold on. Oh, go ahead, Jonathan. I was going to say, and in, the, in the long run, it doesn't matter because the Rotten Tomatoes isn't going to just go, oh, my God, a billion people signed this petition. I'm just going to just I know. Stop, I better you know, take it on my website because I had an opinion. Oh, I'm going to yep. stop talking now. So I'm going to. You know, it's you know. I think I think that the whole world wants to be black and white right now. Oh well, Rotten Tomatoes is giving you know Suicide Squad a bad name right now. Let's petition them. 
Don't yeah. read it. Well, if you, have, you know what the downfall to that is? Is the more people that sit there and go, oh, let's take that site down or or don't don't look at those. Those guys don't know what they're talking about. All you're doing is giving them more publicity over it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, if you ignore them, you're going to get further than if you keep talking about them, you know? Yep. Right. That's probably how and Jerry Springer got so famous. Don't watch him. Yeah. Don't watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't watch me. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, uh, but we are here for you, my man. Hey, Jonathan's you are been like a busy guy lately. I know, and he's such the nicest guy also. And I he mean, whenever you, out with us. you talk and you message Jonathan, hey, how you doing? Big smile. I'm doing great, you know. <laughs> so what are you up to these days? Uh, well, right now uh, we're trying to finish a, uh, a movie that we started back in, like, late 2010, early 2011, called uh, Echo Lake Massacre, originally titled Echo Lake, and then became Echo Lake the series, and now it's just Echo Lake Massacre. But it's a feature, not a series. Um, but we are working on developing, like, you know, making that, ha- uh, finishing that and everything. So we've got Indiegogo running for it. Um, also, let's see, what else do we got? Um, we're trying to finish The Invited, which I think I talked to you guys at the last episode about a little bit. We're trying to trying to do more stuff with that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, let's see, uh, Urban Legends to Die For. I mean, I've got tons of projects in the works, so... Uh, it's just really a matter of funding. So if people, if there's investors listening to your show that would like to, you know, contact me and everything, I can, we can set that up. And I would, I would love to talk to you guys about some of the awesome, amazing projects that we've got going on. Um, but aside from that, that's, that's, you know, a ton of stuff. So. Uh, nice. And he's also stockpiling on movies. <laughs> well, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get my uh, Blu-ray collection up. I I'm do planning... pay attention to this stuff. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, right now I have like 66, and then I mean, it's like 62 or something. Plus a couple of them have like more than one uh, movie on it. So I count it like 66 right now. So I'm going to try to get four by the end of the month and make it 70. And then I'm going to try to get 30 more by the end of the year. Make it 100. Oh, there you go. That's okay. Yes. For my I, son's birthday, guys, we, I found we bought him a classic movie. What was that? For my son's birthday, I picked him out a classic movie. Because every time he sees posts about it or a video on it, he'll start laughing. So I decided to go ahead and get him that for his birthday. So we bought him Spaceballs for his birthday. (laughs) Wow, he's never seen Spaceballs. Huh? He's never seen Spaceballs? Seriously, Francie? Oh, Oh my God, go to Walmart. they got it on sale for like three seventy no, four or whatever. Your son has never seen Spaceballs. Who? Your son. Yo. Oh no, he's seen it. He just thinks it's fucking hilarious. Oh, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, it, it, you know, you know, it just boggles the mind when all of a sudden all these movies are popping up and they're I'm like, hey, guess whose anniversary it is? Yeah. Uh, go away. Yeah, yeah my like, son just uh, tells me I'm getting old. Yeah, I just say forget that. But yeah, you know, then uh, how is everything else going besides the writing and the film and? The India Gogo, so people help out if you can uh, by supporting Jonathan. Make his film there. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, it's going good. Uh, life is life is life. You know, it's lifey. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, At 25, I'm always sad. Always look on the bright side of life. Uh, yeah. That was at the end of uh, Life of Brian, wasn't it? That's right. That, was really the only, that, <laughs> that and Holy Grail are the only two I like. Somebody was saying like yes. you should do a um you know do a like a Monty Python like movie night, and I said well yeah. it would have to be a double feature of uh, Holy Grail and Life of Brian because if I have to sit through me- Meaning of Life one more time, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> that oh, that is, like, well. The worst of them all. Well, well, yeah. The only best part, and I, and I will, uh, I always get a kick out of it. There's only like two, for me, in the meaning of life, two favorite parts in the movie, two. Uh, that would be uh, the Salmon Moose, You're All Dead. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, God. What was it? Oh, I can't eat another bite. It's a way off then. Goodbye. You know. Oh, are you talking, well, the only one I, the only scene I liked in that whole movie was the scene where the, the, the fat guy's eating. He eats and yes. he eats, you know, all you can eat or yeah. whatever. And then, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, so it's only uh, way off then, sir. But I can't eat another bite. With the, with the television show, the bird is no more. <laughs> Remember the yeah. dead bird? Yeah. The dead I went to was pretty pick funny. the bird up and I yeah. realized it was nailed to the perch. <laughs> Did you guys see dead. that one? He's not dead, he's yeah. resting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Thank goodness you guys know what I'm talking about. He's yeah, resting. My favorite. My favorite, my favorite skit. Hold on. My favorite skit is argument skit. Go ahead, Jonathan. The argument skit is, like, by far my favorite skit, where he's, like, he comes into the room and he's, like, I came here for an argument. He's, like, no, you haven't. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I have. He's, like, no, you haven't. He's, like, this is an argument. Yes, it is. (laughs) He's, like, this is a contradiction. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's the whole fun part about, you know, difference from, like, it's weird because if, let's say, you go to a foreign country and, you know, you watch some of their television shows compared to the U.S. shows, you just kind of go like, uh, hey, I don't think I get this on my network. What the heck? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Ones that are brilliant. Okay, I gotta ask Jonathan about this. Rowan Atkinson, right. Mr. Bean. Thumbs up or thumbs down? 
Oh, thumbs up, totally. Oh, thank you. Good job. Are there, are there people who don't like Mr. Bean? It's really funny. I, I, mean, I really liked him. Have you guys seen him in the rat race? Oh, I love it. It's a race. It's a race. <laughs> What's he doing? Well, it appears he's narcoleptic. But I bet on him. All bets are in. He's Johnny Cleese again. Yep. Brilliant. He's brilliant. Yep. What I wanted to say, though, is like, um, okay, so one of my favorite uh, people is uh, Simon Pegg uh, from Shaun of the Dead and, and whatnot, and they did a um, TV show back in Britain called uh, Spaced, and America tried yeah, to, cool. like, redo Spaced for America um, no. because they did The Office, The Office did really well, so they were like, let's do Spaced. And um, I've seen clips from space, like the pilot from space, and it is awful. It is like they really, they try to keep the original script, and it just does not play for, like, American audiences. Like, even though it's very American, it doesn't play well, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's written for British people to talk and say, you know? Hold on, everything. That is. I mean, I love talking to you guys about this stuff because, you know, I I watch a lot of movies and to hear you guys' opinion, you know, you, you brought up a good good point about The Office and everything. And so this is called Space. Yeah, it's called Space. Um, S P A C E D. Uh, you can actually see episodes of it on YouTube, I believe, which I guess uh, yeah. is oh, technically pirating, but uh, they haven't taken them down, yeah. so apparently I guess yeah. it's okay. I don't know. But yeah. it's re- yeah. they're really good, really good show. You know, there are, you know, granted, there are so many, you know, fun things to, you know, like, hey, like a friend of mine uh, just recently was posting about doing one of the old TV shows that I used to watch growing up. And they were going to replay it on a up north in Sacramento area, uh, the show. But because I guess the network that used to own the rights or owns the rights to it told them that they couldn't do it. And oh, that's so, awesome. yeah, it does, because the show itself, you know, which was Creature Features with John, uh, Bob Wilkins, is going to be back on the air showing, like, for nostalgia's sake, uh, you know, with the old, like, the original movies that he play and the old 70s commercials and stuff like that, which would have been a kick to see. You know, some of those old 1970s commercials, kind of like, holy crap, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> really, not. huh? You know, but it just turns out, I guess, uh, the network that owns the ride just said no, and it does suck. You know, but hey, what can you do? You know, okay. But, again, um... Are you going to go to any more conventions this year, Jonathan? 
Um, I'm not sure. Um, there were there were talks about doing like there's one in um, Kentucky, like in uh, Lexington, that uh, a friend of mine invited me out to. But um, I just right now I'm, I'm tight for cash, so I can't uh, can't go. It's in September, and I just I don't think that's just gonna be able to play. And then of course I wanted to go down to Spooky Empire in Orlando, but that's also um, I talked to a friend of mine, and we've thought, you know, we've we've discussed possibly going down there together, uh, with maybe a group of people for Six Click Productions, and get a table and, and do Spooky Empire next year, you know, oh, right. and stuff. And, and you know, if we have a year to like, you know, plan it, maybe we'll be able to actually make it work. But oh, there um, you go. that would. But my idea would be we'd have to go and do like. Universal one one day, Disney the next day, and then yeah, yeah. Take yeah. like a week off and just say, hey, we're here in Florida. Uh, I'm spending a couple days, or like, get take a couple days, go do you know Disneyland and you know all that sightsee, then do the convention for the day or two, and just say, thank you, adios. Yeah. And this is a question I like to wa- I, I like to ask all independent filmmakers because I mean you guys work hard. I mean you guys work really hard. It is not just your movie, it is your blood, sweat and tears. What is the one movie, Jonathan, mm-hmm. that you've seen as a child to make you say my bird's yelling at me right now. Do you hear him? That's spooky <laughs> bird. What is the one movie that you've seen as a child that inspired you? Uh, want well, to do th- I don't think there was one in particular exactly, but I would probably say Ghostbusters is by far one of my, like the original, you know, uh, Original Bill Murray and and everything uh, one, but um, also uh, a lot of people might not know that like Princess Bride was also one of the few movies that I would watch over and over and over again. Probably seen it so many times, I know every single line of the movie. God, oh, I like that line. Oh, how fun! Nick Nick is like he would. Now, okay, since you mentioned the Ghostbusters, what do you think of the new I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm... What? I'm not... I'm going to wait till Blu-ray. Hold on. I got somebody here that has seen the new Ghostbusters. Hold on. All right. Nick. Nick. Well, let's see if Nick um, gets on the line. But, yeah, uh, no, I was going to do... You killed my father now, prepared to die. The original was <laughs> one thing that inspired him. He used to watch Ghostbusters all the time as a kid, and that was one of the most his most inspirational movies. And he said he hasn't seen the new Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, tell him, uh, tell him that the new Ghostbusters is pretty good. I'm making a... <laughs> Okay, he is literally at this time making, we bought a smoker last night, 
because we're making, we're going to be cooking a swine apple tonight. Sweet. Um, uh, Nick absolutely loves the new Ghostbusters. Awesome. Well, if I mean, no, I, I'll, I'll see it eventually. I just, it, um, yeah. Yeah. it has done something in Hollywood that I'm not really happy about necessarily. I mean, it's, if it wasn't this movie, maybe it would have been another one eventually, but um, we we have this, like, really high thing for remakes now. Like, everything is becoming remade. Yeah, it, and, everything is remade. Well, now everything's yeah. also being gender-swapped because of uh, Ghostbusters. Now, that might have been a great idea for Ghostbusters because, like, it's a brand-new cast of people. They're not playing, like, Egon Spangler or... or uh, you know, they're not playing, like, the female version of, of, of Peter. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. doing that. They're doing their own, uh, you know. It's almost like a whole new, brand new Ghostbusters period. It's almost not even, you know, they might have similarities, but they don't. it's not a complete, like, remake. However, now they're, like, remaking the Rocketeer as a female. Yeah. And, and they're doing uh, the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as females. It just doesn't make any what? sense. Like, Hollywood yeah. is just... They, they have gone and lost their mind. And yeah, right. because yeah, one movie does well, then there's a... Like a ton of others. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm tired of it. And I, I will not support the new Ghostbusters yet. I'll wait till DVD or Blu-ray because I'm right. really kind of frustrated about that. Um, it's not Paul Feig, who is amazing and I love, you know, I, I think he's an amazing director and I really love him. It's not his fault. He had a great idea. And then Hollywood is just now ruining it. Um, yeah. You know, but... Whatever. I mean, that's just those are people's opinions. Disney is just thinking of different ways now. I mean, whatever. You know, they, right? They can gender swap anything if they want. Right. You know, it's just True. I'm not going. That's, I'm not. You know. If you think about it, it's like making Harry Potter all over again and making him a female. I mean, uh, Mary Potter. You know. Yeah, Mary Potter. Jerry Potter. Uh, Jerry, but uh, yeah, Mary Potter. But, but, yeah, but, I, I, I get what you're... And, you know, when I first... I mean, the remake of the Poltergeist. Oh, my gosh. How many people bashed their heads up against the wall watching that? And it's oh. kind of like, you know, the kids are watching this. Do you even know what the Poltergeist... I mean, that was a real... We Nick and I we watched it at home and we were just like, really uh, they're sending a thrown in or whatever those things are called. I, I thought they the did a wonderful. Uh, I I thought they did a wonderful remake of Poltergeist when they did Insidious. You know, yes. that was pretty much uh, the the closest to at that point a Poltergeist remake. Um, and you know. I thought it was I thought it was well done. Right. Here we Wait, go. For example, hold on friends. Hold on friends. Here we go. A movie that's been long in talks about getting a remake, uh, which is Logan's Run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately no word yet about what's going on with that. 
originally Ryan Gosling was going to do it, and then he kind of, like, dropped out. And then the last thing I heard was that they were thinking about turning Logan in from a male to a female. And that was Mm -hmm. the last thing I heard about it. And it's like, you know, don't get me wrong. I have no problems with you switching around the characters. But at the same time, it's kind of going to throw off the people who originally saw the original movie and then to the now the new people who are going to see the movie and go like, "Ah," you know. And to me, my advice is for anyone who's thinking about remaking a classic movie or whatever is rewatch the originals and then then go see the remake or whatever, you know. Right. You know, or not, you know, it's just like, you know, it's up to any individual. If you want to go see it, great. If you don't, hey, I'm not going to, you know, go like, why haven't you seen it? You know, I'm not because it's like, hey, yo, you know, and I agree with you. Hollywood has gone like sequel, remake crazy for the last like five, six years now. And it's like, it's like, come on, guys. have been existing since, Here's like, the, the dawn of time. They but... need fresh yeah, blood they're... in there. And one of the fresh bloods that need to be put in there is maybe Jonathan A. Moody to say, hey, guys, wake up. This yeah, is what we need. You know, even if I had a voice saying I was anybody respected in the in the world of, of film in Hollywood, and uh-huh. I said, wake well, up, respect- it wouldn't matter. It, it because everybody. I respect you. No, I understand, but it wouldn't matter because like no matter who it is, Hollywood is doing what they're doing. You know, um, they, they what, but they've been doing that since like the beginning of time. So they'll get a great idea. They'll see a great idea, or they'll take like a chance on something original, like like Ghostbusters. Okay, like with them switching the Ghostbusters and showing a female. That was an original idea that hit Paul Feig's head, right? Um, and then all of a sudden, everybody is copying them after that, right? Uh, because they see something. It's like, um, you know, it, it's like fish in the water. You know, one fish yeah. sees some, uh, somebody get food, and they go, oh, wait, wait, oh, let me grab it. You know, let me get, you know, let, me, let me try to get some of that. So that's what basically, that's what happens with Hollywood. And, and that's a great thing. You know, sometimes it can lead, you know, you look at some of the movies that have done that, like you look at Armageddon and then look at Deep Impact. You know, great movies. Both were fantastic. Both came out about the same time because one of them had the idea and the other person, you know, know, rode on that coattail. So, I mean, it's just... Yeah, Truman Show and, uh, oh, what was that one with Matthew McConaughey where he was... At TV. Yeah, back... And it's and you know Matthew McConaughey is like it's not the Truman Show and Ron Howard directed that one. And, yeah, all you know, right. It didn't do it, and they came out back to back. It's like Truman Show. What was that Ed Show? Was that the Ed TV? Ed TV. Yeah. Ed TV. That's it. Yeah, My brother right. had a little small uh, role in that. He oh, cool. unfortunately. He had, like, a split second of, like, airtime in a scene, and that was about it. You know, you barely, if you look, 
it's sort of like, you know, like how old sense, you know, like, don't get me wrong. If you watch any of the sci-fi movies and, uh, like, for example, we'll poke fun out of Sharknado, you know, God loves them for yes. being what they are. Because you see all these cameos by by all these people you haven't seen in such a long time, and you go like, "Wow, I was curious whatever happened to you." You know, Ian Ziering, man, he still is hot. Ian Ziering still hot. But uh, no, you're bringing up a good point right there, Joe, and I'm sure that Jonathan and Don is going to agree with me. There Uh, we go, Sharknado, probably the cheesiest movie of all time. Yeah. But it has got such a huge fan base. I mean, the first one, the fans said, I want to see this in a movie theater. They put it in the movie theaters. I mean, come Um, on. It's original. It's different. It's... I tried to watch... And I was a huge fan of Ian Ziering. I know. The only problem I have with all these remakes is the fact that, okay, they're making remakes of movies that were already made. Okay, is there a problem here, or have you totally not got any kind of imagination and can't come up with something new? Hey, look, I was in... I was in a remake. I was in a remake of Plan 9 from Outer Space called Just Plan 9. It was a remake. I was a zombie in it, you know, but my buddy John Johnson, you know, directed it. And uh, it was, I mean, I just re-showed it to some friends the other day and on Friday night. And we were laughing our butts off at it still. Like, it's still, to me, one of the funniest, like, it's, it's funny and it's, you know, it's got some serious points to it, you know, some dramatic scenes and but it knows it knows that the original movie was bad and it tries to make something yeah. good out of it. Now, and is I think that that's really what right. uh, Matt Ewald and Mr. Yep. Mr. Mm-hmm. Lobo. Yep. 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 Matt, uh, Matthew Ewald yeah. was wonderful in that movie. Yeah, and did you know, uh, Jonathan, that Matthew Ewald who was one of the stars in Plan 9 from Outer Space is actually a Black Bed Shoe Books author. Yes, I do One know that. One author. No, but here we go. For example, you know, to me, if you're going to remake something, you know, remake something that people, you know, might not remember. You know, like, I would love to see some of the cheesy sci-fi or horror films from the 50s, you know, early 60s get remade compared to, like, let's say, a big blockbuster movie that people remember, like, those... Yeah. yeah, but, you know, some of, the, some of the remakes are poorly done. Sure. Well, you know. I, I mean, I, you can say that about even, you guys, you know... You guys, they're going to remake the birds. Okay. What do you think of that? The bird. Well, as long as it's not like Psycho and it's not shot for shot remake, I'm down with it. You know, I mean, right. I'll watch it. Uh, you know, hey, maybe they'll change the female to a male. That's right. You know, it's gonna be, you know, uh, <laughs> gender or whatever. Swapping. Yeah. 
I, but, I, I still prefer to be a girl, but whatever. Yeah. You know, I just but, think that, you know, I mean, it's a different thing to do, like, a series of movies like Ghostbusters 1, 2, and 3. But, you know, it's it just kind of makes you wonder if, if nobody's got an imagination anymore and can't come up with something new. You oh, know? they can. Oh, they can. And they, they do. Can. They still, they still they do. do make those movies. They just... But some they of the are remakes still, are really um, bad. Yeah. Yeah, right, they still make but, the remakes as well, you know. But, yeah, I, mean, I agree with Jonathan. They do make should independent be just, movies, and they for, put them out, and it's sort of like, here you go. Yeah, this is our, like, uh, one original movie or two original movies we're going to do each year. But first, we're going to put out our big blockbuster summer movie. Yeah. Where all you can watch, you know. That's true. That's true, because I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I said, is there any movie right now that would be considered, like, an Oscar, you know, like, nomination? And he was like, I don't think so. And I think that they wait till after the box office was, you know, all the summer hits, you know, and then they put out the really good movies. In the yeah. fall, so yeah. expect some. I mean, because actually, my friend was watching uh, one of my favorite. Uh, it wasn't an independent film; it was a Hollywood movie, and it was really well done. Called uh, Whiplash, and um, yes. so I mean, Hollywood puts out good movies, you know. Um, they you just, just gotta find them. You gotta find them throughout, you know, and, and they put them out there. I mean, you can see them. I mean, look at any movie yeah. with Meryl and, Street. And they're not yeah. gonna be the number one movie. I mean, they're. I I totally agree with what you're saying. I seen Whiplash, fantastic movie. Definitely, it yeah. shook me because it reminded me of uh, the some of the teachers that have yelled at me in the past for like, my drama class or something, you know. And here's, like that. here's a movie that didn't do well in the box office, but yet it launched one actor's career, got him an Oscar, and he was, and I watched like the behind the scenes, you know, the documentary and making this movie, and, you know, uh, he was the main character, and he was a nobody at the time, and they were like, we're not going to support this movie because nobody is going to want to play second hand to him. Usual suspects. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sir winning for won an Oscar. Yeah. Nobody knew who nobody knew who Kevin Spacey was. And the movie company is like, "No, nobody's who is this guy? You're going to make right. him the main character? Who is he? Verbal. No, nobody's gonna, My buddy, you know, nobody's gonna for this movie. I love that movie. And then the guy went on and directed the X Men. You know, oh, it's yeah. kind of like you know, don't, don't uh, yeah. A, yeah, Brian Singer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Brian Singer directed, but you know, the uh, usual. Yeah, suspects. yeah. Yeah, uh, right. and people. <laughs> the cast, um, like, and all of them, they're yeah. like, oh, you're just a kid. Shut up. We know what we're doing. <laughs> you know? We got this. Uh, you know. He said that in the documentary. They kept calling me the kid. 
You know, and well, that, yeah. that piece lineup, which is a classic, when they're, give yep. me the keys, you motherfucker. You know, <laughs> it's like the funniest scene in all the movies because, and he's like telling the cast, he's like, you guys are ruining my movie. And they're like, you're just a kid. And then the narrator, uh, the, not narrator, but the, um, Editor is like, he's got a work of gold here. Look at this. Yeah. Let's put him normal, and there it is. I mean, it's a yeah. great movie. Yeah. It, you, know, you guys got to admit, Usual Suspects is a fantastic freaking movie. John? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Usual Suspects, man. <laughs> fantastic movie. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it. Uh, we've hey, all um, seen it, I believe. I, uh, I know we can. I know we can talk for like what 15 minutes after, but I, I, yeah. I, I'm looking at the clock and realizing we got like four minutes before the show's yeah. over. And so, so I, I do want to real quick want to plug that people should listen to my show, uh, the Independent Corner tomorrow night. It's the uh, last. Season of the show on Blog Talk Radio, um, which just means I have no idea where I'm, what I'm going to do next, because I just know I'm going to take a long break from the radio show stuff and concentrate on my filmmaking and everything, and then I'll go back to uh, doing that stuff, you know. Wait a minute, um, no, you better blog. What? Yep. Yeah. Jonathan's yeah. had a Blog Talk Radio show. I've been a guest. Yeah. Uh, so he talked you know, about it the last time he was on. Yeah, I talked about it the last time. I think you were having too much fun at your Super Bowl party on the last time. Yeah. So yeah. I don't remember it. <laughs> but I do um, remember the Super Bowl party. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, John. Then keep going. But plug whatever yeah, you want to plug. Yeah, it's just called the Independent Corner Radio Show. Um, we've got. Uh, Chris Rusty and uh, Ronald Malfi uh, coming on my show um, tomorrow night uh, at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then, which would be about this time, so in 24 hours or a little little more than 24 hours um, or whatever, a little less, um, come check it out. And then um, uh, then on Wednesday, Wednesday I've got Ashley Soder, and then on Thursday I've got Courtney Palm from Dom Beavers coming on the show. So I'm really excited to interview her. Um, yes, I love Zombie wow. Beavers. That was like honestly one of my favorite Zombie indie Beavers. horror films. <laughs> yes. Zombie Beavers. Have, yes. I know. Oh my God. If you guys, if any of you haven't seen Zombie Beavers, go freaking watch it right now. It is literally, I'm going to be plugging it when I'm you know doing the interview with Courtney, but I'm going to be talking mad about that because I just think it's hilarious that they decided to do like beavers that maybe when they bite you you turn into a zombie beaver. You don't just turn into a zombie. You turn into a zombie beaver. That is just a brilliant idea. You know. Yes. And uh, I love that movie. And um, and so we'll also have some amazing guests. We've got a lot of them coming and I'll be promoting a lot of them. So you check out the Independent Corner Radio Show on Facebook as well, and there'll be links. Um, and I think we have a 
uh, we have both a Twitter and a Instagram page for it. I'm also doing Indie Corner TV, which will be my interview thing in person. Uh, and I just interviewed uh, an amazing guest that I can't announce yet, but um, uh, I will be getting stuff. So I think a uh, new episode should be airing uh, this week. Um, I'm hoping nice. that if I can flash drive, uh, the new TV, Indie Corner TV episodes will be coming. Um, I'm hoping either by tomorrow or uh, Wednesday, whenever I get, or by Friday at the latest. Uh, just depends on when I get to doing that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, Nick was just saying, if you ever want to go back to Blog Talk Radio, he would love to be a guest. You know, Aww. Nick was about. He did write uh, like the book for Halloween Four. He has black bedsheet books and cool. You know, oh definitely, yeah. Uh, we'll set it up and publish. Yeah. So he would like to be a guest on your show if you ever wanted to interview him. Yeah, definitely. Let's set it up. Um, this is the last season. Uh, we're done in. On October 25th, 2016 is our last day, and that's because October 25th, 2006 was when it started, so it's been going on for 10 years, so um, almost as long as Block Talk Radio has existed. Wow. um, Yeah, so we were one of the the first shows to, like, really get... You've been on longer than I have. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the first ones, so... One of the first, like, ones that's still remaining and still doing stuff. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, Jonathan, uh, plug your website and Facebook, too, so people can find you. Uh, well, you can always just search me out at Jonathan A. Moody. So it's like Jonathan.A.Moody um, on Facebook. I have close to 5,000 friends. I've got to start deleting more people. Um, I know. Don't you hate that? It's kind of like now you you get like six friend requests a day, and it's like, oh, I gotta watch these closely. I yeah. Um, I have one of those. You I've got have one of those, like, delete. You know, I've, I've noticed sometimes Facebook deletes the friends also. Well, I've got this uh, app uh, right now on my phone that's called like Who Unfriended Me. And uh, it's a, if you really, like, want to know who, like, unfriends you over bullcrap or whatever, uh, you, can, uh, you can download this app. It's really, it's really cool. I, I, I definitely recommend it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's Nick, just... Nick got that app, and he, he, he watched that. And I was like, Nick. And he's like, he was, like, cussing. He's like, why the? And I'm like, Nick, stop. <laughs> Don't, I mean, don't do yeah. this, but why? And I'm like, he was like the Incredible Hulk with that. Why well, is I got really I mad like, hey, well, Somebody maybe else. because you haven't talked to them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it is a good app, and I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Nick was like, you know, he had that app because yeah. he was close to 5,000 friends also. And, you know... He downloaded that app, and he was like, but they, I don't know if it's the same app, but it was something like that, and he was like... Well, it's getting okay. me frustrated because there's some people that will 
reactivate and then deactivate their accounts constantly. So it'll show me this person has reactivated their account. And then, like, a minute later, they have deactivated their account. I'm like, what is wrong with people? People. (laughs) All right. It's annoying. Yeah, I I've kind of noticed like there's people that I didn't delete personally, and I think that if you get to that like four over four thousand, you know, close to five thousand, I think that if you don't talk to somebody for a while, I think Facebook automatically deletes them because uh-huh. I'm talking to some friends and they'll message me and they're like, why did you delete me? And I'm like. I didn't. You know, yeah. it's kind of like maybe Facebook says that too. Like, oh, you haven't talked to this person for a while. You got six new friend requests. So you haven't talked to this person for a little while. So we're going to delete this person off your page. Uh, I don't know. Do you think? Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to give a shout out. Um, I met this. I met this actress and um on uh on Facebook and uh her name's Angie Scott and uh I wanna give her a shout out because she's gonna be on my show soon, uh next couple weeks or so. And I had um I never you know, I didn't know who she was but she hit up my like scary story slumber party stuff and um so we we became friends on Facebook and then we talked one night and we just like uh, it's almost like I, I got a best friend real quick. She's just a really easy person to talk to, and she takes her craft really seriously, you know. And That's so, of course, cool, I yeah. had to cast her in uh, cast her in uh, Urban Legends to Die For, um, in a blo- in the Bloody Mary one. Um, unfortunately, nice. replacing huh? unfortunately replacing Jackie Hall. Oh, um, dude. I love Jackie, but um, she's getting out of horror, and the only thing she wants to right. do with me is uh, be invited. Comedy? Um, okay. Yeah. She still wants uh, to be the invited, yeah. but she won't do any of the other stuff, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you know it, yeah. it, 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 like, I, I look at it, you know, it's like with any actor, any filmmaker, anybody. It's not necessarily you just want to be tied down to her. You want to do other things as well, you know, as an actor or an actress, and even a director at times, where you can say, hey, I'm going to make a comedy. Uh, Or, you know, something that's out of the blue that people would never think I would do, you know? Yeah. And stuff like that. They they always say that comedy is harder than uh, horror. What do you guys think? Jonathan, here we go. What is harder, comedy or horror? Um, Well, I guess that really depends on, I mean, some people aren't funny, you know? Like, Like, that sounds horrible, but, like, some people, like, one of my friends, he was a writer, he needs comedy. He can't write comedy, you know. Like he just yeah, he yeah. he doesn't find he can't do that. Um, I'm surrounded my life with comedy, you know. Um, you know, I I kind of know what I think is funny, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what you think will be funny. And yeah. sometimes yeah. my jokes may fall flat, you know, or whatever. And um, or maybe I think it's hilarious in my head. I say it out loud, and I'm like, oh, that sounds dumb. But, 
you know, like it, it's just what it is. So I think comedy is a little harder than horror because really, I mean, as for horror, all you got to do is know what's scary. But both of them are like know what what one does for you, you know. Like comedy, I know what makes me laugh, so I can bring that to whatever, and then yeah. it'll be okay because like if you do like a Judd Apatow movie, it's perfect. Because, like, he'll write a joke, and then they'll go, oh, you know, that's not so funny. So they'll say their own line, and it'll get funnier and funnier, and then they'll just keep the best scenes. That's why, like, they have that, like, line-o-rama thing on their, uh, in their movies. You see all the different takes and different versions of that line, mm-hmm. and uh, they just take the best one, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah it's kind of like... Like with Robin Williams, I mean, yeah, it's you know everybody looked at it. He's like, yeah, he's a class clown, but he lived such a dark life. You know, he, what what do you think of that? Where they're saying because I know a lot of comedians. Like I know Steve Mingola, I know Basil, I know Akatunde, I know all of them, and Spanky Brown, Spankass, Spanky Brown. You know, they're always happy, but there's yeah. a lot of comedians, you know, like Robin Williams, who is like the funniest guy alive, and he killed himself. That was, you know, actually, I've like, never, I've never yeah. cried over a celebrity's death, over our, over yeah. crying over Robin Williams' death. Um, I, I don't know why. And it hit me so hard, but I think it was uh, mainly because I had no idea. It's the same thing that happened to me um, last year. A friend of mine passed away. Like um, she, she died in a car accident, um, and it was like when it was unexpected, you know. And I have, you know, when when somebody has cancer, you're kind of expecting them to die. And you yeah, kind of know that eventually it's going to happen, you know. Um, when somebody like Robin Williams kills himself, it's not expected at all. Um, mm, no. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so I think that was what hit me to that. Um, uh, but I, I think that comedians um, are, you know, they're they're hilarious at times. And a lot of times they're trying to... Um, to make people laugh, to make themselves happy, you know? Yeah. Uh, because they're not happy inside. Um, so I can't really speak for any comedians or anything because, you know, I'm not one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what they do is a lot harder than anything I could ever do, um, you know? Uh, you know, but, um, you know, and I know some comedians and some of them are really happy and, and are very nice people and, and don't, you know, aren't trying to one-up each other or anything, you know? They're just yeah, you know, enjoying yeah, their life, that, so. That, but, you know, yeah, that's exactly what I was saying, you know. Pinky Brown, he's been on, you know, we were supposed to have Roddy Roddy Piper on our show, and it turns out that Roddy Roddy Piper is in L.A. doing a 3D, promoting a 3D version of They Live, and I'm talking to his real manager, and he's like, he's not, he's not on the show. So how do we fix it, Joe? We call in the comedians, you know. 
Banky Brown, mm-hmm. you know, great comedian. And, you know, he was right there. I was expecting a kill. I was supposed to be watching Matlock, and now we got no... And, you know, I called him before. I was like, don't make fun of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Make fun of us. And he did it, you know, and he did it cleanly. So I, I you know, because I'm mentioning this because you're talking about comedy. Comedy is, it is so hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And this actress who's going on to do comedy, I mean, it, it's so hard. Yep. Yep. Am I making yeah. my point? Go ahead, Jonathan. You know, well, I was just gonna say I I'm writing a comedy script and um uh at the what? moment um nice yeah um well I'm outlining it at the moment um I haven't I haven't really actually delved into the writing this is actually gonna be the longest like time I'm spending on a script because it's gonna be um <laughs> it's, it's hopefully gonna be my calling card into Hollywood. That's the whole plan, you know, or the hope, the dream, you know. Um, So I I bought books on, you know, how to get an agent, that kind of thing. Um, And I'm trying really hard to to do. But none of my my scripts I've written that are horror will be anything an agent would be interested in right now, you know. So I'm trying to, um, you know, do a script that will basically help get me in the foot of the door and then, See what happens after that, you know. I, I mean, most likely I'm gonna stay independent agent. for a while. I I do have an agent's phone number that I could probably give you. Uh huh. Uh, you know, he, I'll, I'll I'll wait before I. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, no. I'll wait for that. <laughs> okay. Well, he he was the Corey's uh agent. Cool. That was Hellman and, you know, Haim. Yeah. I'm so sad about Haim. Oh, He's another celebrity I um, I honestly really wanted to meet, and I uh, really hope that soon I can meet uh, Corey Feldman. You know, I really... Speaking of Steve, going back to Stand By Me, you know, mm-hmm. Corey Feldman. Yeah. Oh, doing a Goonies mm-hmm. yeah. I liked him in that. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I miss River Phoenix too. That's another person who lost way too early. Uh, yeah, that was just way too sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I remember. That, that I remember the day it happened, like the time that happened, because I think it was like 60 Minutes or one of those shows showed Christina Applegate thought you know he was doing a play or something when he was dying. You know, thought he was doing something, you know, for show, and so she started laughing. She thought it was him on, you know, on the street doing whatever, and he was actually dying. And when I saw that, I mean, I was just like, ouch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was outside of Johnny Depp's nightclub, the Rainbow Room, right? I believe so. Yeah, that was uh, the Rainbow Room. How about yeah, this I one? So. I know exactly where I was when I heard the news. Uh, how much John longer do they Kennedy. have us for? How much longer do they have us for? They're not going to take us off in like less than a minute. Yeah. How John long does that Kennedy. last? 
Oh, okay. It goes another 30 minutes. About 10, John Candy. What? John Candy, what? Where were you when you found out that John Candy died? Oh, shit. Uh, it's like, remember. Oh, uh, radio. Sure. At least South Carolina. I was in South Carolina and I heard about it. John I just Candy, realized the show just got really morbid. <laughs> yeah, really. Where were right. you when, uh, when River Phoenix died? Where were you when John Candy died? You know, uh, I can tell you where I was when Chris Farley died because I cried my eyes out. I don't remember where I was when Chris Farley died. Uh, yeah. Aha, uh-huh, but where were you when John Belushi died? Oh, good Lord. Oh, I remember that. My mom told me she made me watch Animal House. She's like, you know, he died. I was like eight years old, and my mom's making me watch Animal House. She also made me watch The Exorcist. My son loves Animal House. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love uh, Animal yeah. House. Yeah, uh, no, I wouldn't uh, round back when John Belushi passed. No, uh, uh, let's yeah. see. Yeah, my mom, I guess it happened soon after John Belushi died, and she made me watch Animal House, and she's like, what do you think of him? I was like, food fight. She's like, he's dead. The best part was when he stuffed his mouth, and he says, what am I? And he hits his cheeks and goes, a zit. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. That's like one of my favorite parts. I um I'm I'm, I'm friends with uh I'm friends with Griff first, who was in um or who was uh you know, worked for the asylum for a while and then uh, yeah. worked with uh some other people but his father was Stephen First, which was Flounder from uh Animal House. Animal House. Oh really? When I found that out, I really loved Stephen First in uh a little movie yeah. called uh The Magic Kid. Um, that he did uh, back in the early 90s uh, that I used to watch as a kid because I was into Karate Kid and I was into, uh, you know, that kind of stuff or whatever. So I'd watch these, you know, uh, these kind of bad, um, you know, action things. But it was basically the magic kid but the Karate Kid, you know, that didn't have anything to do with magic. It was pretty much the Karate Kid, like basically a kid uh, uh-huh. comes into a new town and, and has to deal with, with bullies or whatever and, and, and he learns karate from Don the Dragon Wilson. So it was like, you know, <laughs> the Don the Dragon, you know, Wilson, I don't know, whatever. And, uh, you know, all those movies are like, no retreat, no surrender, all those stuff. But I remember oh, seeing that and finding out Stephen first. House, it's your house when you start It's like, yo, uh, you know, it's like, 
uh, years ago, I ran into John Landis. Oh, wow. And, of course, John Landis, who is the director of Animal House and the American Werewolf in London and a few other things. Lachlan Monroe from Dead Man on Campus and Scary Movie. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, it's so, like, it's so weird to meet these people, you know, in person. It because, is. Because, like, I think, like, uh, you know, 15, 16-year-old me or whatever, whoever, however I was in 1998, I guess I was 16, uh, when I first watched uh, Dead Man on Campus, I never would have thought in a million years I'd meet that guy. You know, like, that was just not something, like, that was even in my, you know, whatever, in my thought. And then years later, I meet him in person, and I'm just, like, thinking, like, 16-year-old me is giving myself a high-five right now. (laughs) I have to to agree with something with that. Um, Nick and I, I, I just asked him, I was like, and you know you don't want a racial profile, but what's the black guy's name in Ghostbusters? His real oh, name, Eric. Bernie. Yeah, Eric. I met him. He wants to be on the show. Um, th- there was a Comic Con in Sacramento, and you know Nick was gonna be like one of the guests talking about uh, uh one of his books. Oh, name. But he was invited, and uh, the Miss Misery's uh, guards were there, and yeah. I, they were like, "Hey!" And I was like, "Hey, I want to talk to him." And he, they, they escorted me, and I was, he, I was like, "Got a show called Frenzy Friends." Yeah, I'll be on your show. You know, I'm still trying to fix that one. But one thing, I know exactly what you're talking about, Jonathan. Like. He, you're a kid, and you're listening, and you're watching. And when we were kids, and kids today are like, what, you didn't have Internet? What? You had to go through snail mail. I think you're younger than me, though. Aren't you, Jonathan? What was that? Sorry, I, I, I was checking something out. I said you're younger quick. than me, so you probably don't, you know, know how you, like, wrote a letter to somebody famous and hopefully they'll respond back. Oh, but I did. I did that to, uh, well, I sent an email to Mark Dukaskis, uh He's in, like, Brotherhood of the Wolf and uh, the Iron Chef and, and stuff like that. But uh, I never expected him to actually respond and he sent me a uh, uh, he sent me an autograph picture back. But I I can relate to this because um, 
Joe and Don, I don't know if you guys heard the show. We had uh, Solomon Burke on our show. And I've heard the recording, me, yeah. To me, that was huge because my dad, I used to, like, I I ran into his music on accident. And I loved him. My dad loved him. You know, we were always listening to Solomon Burke driving him to work and he's like Francie's got the blues <laughs> and it's kind of weird like just doing these shows and everything all suddenly I got Solomon Burke on the show and I'm getting his uh, he passed away right after my dad did and I'm getting oh, funeral wow. arrangements and they're asking me to come to his funeral. Not Aww. only am I at his funeral, I'm speaking at his funeral. And I'm I'm looking at it like, wow, me and my dad used to listen to him. You know, my dad loved him too, and this is a moment. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it was cool. Yeah. So I I I kind of see what you're saying there, uh, John. Like there's so many more opportunities that weren't there. Mhm. Does that make? Well, this sense? was years ago too, so I'm surprised. You know, like nowadays you want to be able to find Mark Dukaskis's, uh email address, like on his. You know, like you wouldn't have it like that. Um, so I'm really trying to get Dominique Mucciano on my show. Uh, she was a uh, Olympic uh, gym, gymnast, and uh, used to have the biggest freaking crush on her. Um, you know, yeah, I, I was, yeah. When I was like a little kid, you guys remember her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so um, I sent her a message on Facebook, but you know, I haven't heard anything back yet. So I'm, I have this feeling that. Um, and, and wait know. until after the Olympics. There you go. <laughs> and then yeah. pull out her emails. Go like, <clears throat> no, By the I, way, we're asking the Olympics right oh, now. Oh, yeah, we are. Oh, but did you hear? Hey, Francie, did you hear? There's people already bitching about the girl that won the gold medal for shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. guns are, like, becoming illegal in America. Don't worry it's, about it's any of that. It's ridiculous. I, I yeah. pay no attention to that. Yeah, uh, irritates me. You should be, you know, yeah. these people should be, you know, proud of this girl. I mean, she won a gold medal yeah. for her country, you know. Right. So, and instead, uh, they got don't, don't, don't look at me. I'm not one of those people it, complaining. I know. But you know, it's like, like hey, I'm happy for her. It's just like, you know, it's just like with Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. You know, if you want to bitch and moan, go ahead. But it's not going to do you any good. Yeah. It's just going to put hey, more people to who, say there. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Here's who I'm voting for for President of the United States. Because guess what? He's running under Libertarian. You guys know this Mitt Romney. I'm voting for him. Oh, there you go. Congratulations, (laughs) Mitch. Uh, I'm very proud of you. Okay, Uh, Francie, do you remember a while back 
when we're talking about, you know, all the candidates and stuff like that, and I said that I think we should have West Duty for president, right? West Duty. Okay, they actually made a T-shirt. West Duty for president. There you go. See, how cool is that? There you go. Hey, I, I, there you go. Uh, you know, I, I'm voting Jonathan A. Moody for president, really. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm just I, 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 I mean, yeah. Well, you gotta use guns and movies. Guys, that you gotta. Not you know, okay. Okay. Yeah. I always said no politics. Yeah, yeah never. Jonathan Hillary. What? 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 Uh, what I, I don't. It leads to trouble. You can't. Yeah, you can't. You yeah, can't it, it never it never does well. That's why if you look at my posts, the only political posts I post are stuff that's funny, you know, right. and yeah. not really against anybody in particular, you know. Um, right. And um, like, I, 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 I agree with that. I am a registered Democrat, and I am a registered, um, I can't say what... Oh, but that's we, okay. We do keep it, you know, we keep it outside the household, and I think that's important, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I just... It is. You know, well, I mean, when you're in the the film business, there are people that are, uh, you know, a certain way or another person a certain way. Oh. So you just got to... I probably shouldn't... I, I just try to keep it quiet because otherwise it just yeah. pisses people off and gets people... You know, angry about. The only thing I do talk about publicly on my thing is my religion and stuff, and and that's because it's a personal belief. And that's something that I said as soon as you know when I talked to J. L. Patello, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the show, and he was like, okay. I was like, there's two things I don't. Well, there was three things. Three things. I said, there's three things I don't want to talk about on my show. Politics, religion, and sex. Let's just keep those off. Because, you know, there's... I'm going to go ahead and say it, you guys. Are you ready? Go ahead. We got about a minute. I was talking about Mormon. Okay. (laughs) All right. See, so, you know... And I keep, I keep all that. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not, like. All right. Okay. Joe's like, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, we're it's so bad no, to, like, hang up never, on that. No, but I never, no, I don't know. I don't know. You know? You know what I'm, There you uh, go. We know what you're Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know. I'm open-minded. That's my thing, is that I'm open-minded. And I never said that on my show before. And I hope you guys don't think, oh, 
wait, we got to talk about, I mean. No. <laughs> All right. That's why, yeah. But by the way, that will include our show. There you go, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> you know, well, we're almost, I don't know, we're at 9.30, but uh, West Coast time. It's just 12.31 here, so wow. Yeah, 12.31, I know. Hey, I'm waiting for the break. Why are Sean? You got you better know? things to do. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, no, I'm, I'm just, just waiting. Uh, I know, on my show. Go ahead. I'm I, not sure. I, I video, I video mailed him. I was like, "Wake up, Joe! Joe, no, uh, wake just, up!" And oh he it hangs you up. I go to bed. I was like, "No, you're the best." Yeah, uh, it does. So it's like, like I am waiting for the British lady to cut us off. Uh, I know. You know. She, she does it in her British she, accent too. Like, yeah, you know, thank, thank you for calling Blood yeah, Talk Radio. Thank you. Yeah. Waiting for that. And it's like, go ahead, Francie. Everybody knows that British woman. Your show will yeah. go yes. live in five, four, three. Your show is scheduled to stop in thirty minutes. It's yeah, like, well, that's funny because it's past thirty minutes and it hasn't stopped yet. I'm, I'm surprised. I know. Is the British lady slacking? Yeah. I think she's apparently. Well, she'll probably cut us off any minute now. And I, she's probably I like, oh no, no, I missed, missed the spot. I missed it. Where's that thing cut off? But no, we're but really, yeah. We're really not live. We're just all having a party. Yeah, yeah, really. Just, Maybe we can talk until it cuts us off, you know. That's right. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm waiting for a person of interest to go, excuse me, uh, we're back to square one. Get yeah, the right. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> well, when yeah, I, um. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. <laughs> When I yeah, first uh, when I, yeah when I first got into Blog Talk Radio, they didn't have like a time limit um, on anything like really like you could what? you they would have it for like two hours or something you could set it for like two hours, and then um, if you set up for two hours, uh, they would do it for like you know you could talk. We we kept doing the show one day. I forgot what episode it was, but you, if you could find it in the archives somewhere. There's like an episode where we tried to go as long as we possibly could, and I think we got too tired and and cut off before like they never even cut us off. All right. You guys so. are like oh yeah. Sports. All right, yeah, Jonathan. Like, I gotta ask hold on. This isn't your first time or your second time. How many times have you been on my show? Three. I think this is the third or fourth because I know. I know I I might have been a guest for like this might be my third time as a guest, but I do recall I did come talk to Matthew oh, yeah. Ewald one day when he was on yeah. the show and called in to say hello to him. But I don't count that as like one of the times that you know I was just I wasn't a guest. I was just coming in to say hello as a caller um, because you know Matthew's my buddy, um, one of the most humble huh? people you'll ever meet in your life. Uh, I strive oh, to be as... 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
I asked him one time, how do you uh, how do you become so humble? And he actually sent me this big long text <laughs> on things, and I was like, oh my god, I wish I had like written it down. He's, he's such a nice guy. What? Matthew Ewald, and you're talking about Matthew Ewald, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I call him the nice guy of horror. He's like, oh, don't call me that because then the women are going to think I'm a wuss. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're a nice guy. <laughs> He's like, no, That's funny. That sounds like I'm writing him. horror now. I'm, I'm supposed to, and, you know, that was the first... Uh, Matthew Ewald is such a sweet guy. I mean, you yeah, can't. He's a nice get, guy. I mean, there's no way. Even when he yells at you, and he yelled at uh, me one time, and it was just in such nice language. And it's like, and I had to call him the next day. He's like, I'm really sorry. And it wasn't really me that he was yelling at, it was somebody else. I don't and he's like, you know, don't, don't, you know, and he, I'm not going to go into detail about that, but he was, he's just such a sweet guy. And by the time the phone conversation was over, he was like, I'm sorry, you know, I love you guys. I love you. I love you. And it's like, we love you too. That's, you know, yeah, he's like the sweetest guy ever. Mm-hmm. Like, he really is. You, <laughs> Yeah. And if he yells at you, it's like he's doing it in such a manner. Uh, yeah. And I don't I think he's really yelled at me yet. I, I know and he's, he's like, you can't, you can't do that. i got to be a tough guy now. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're so nice. <laughs> yeah. Why do you want to Yeah. like you're mean? You're just... Yeah, Matthew Ewald is without a doubt one of the sweetest guys ever. Well, he did tell me he had like um, because he worked on the Trancers uh, movie, like the pilot to Trancers that uh, John Johnson was doing. Yeah, and he said that you know when he had his head shaved and he looked crazy and he had that beard <laughs> and everything. Um, uh, people treated him differently by his looks and stuff. Yeah, and I that was yeah. We had him on the show after that, and he was he he was talking about that, and he was like, he went into a uh, gas station, and people were like backing away from him. Yeah, I think, like, I think that's where I heard it from. I think it was on your show. Want to hug you. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. I love Matthew, and. Now, is he on Facebook anymore? Because I know that he dropped his page. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, he dropped his page. He still has the fan page, which Nick made for him, and he's still actively on that, but he dropped his Facebook page. Well, there's one way to do it. I think, I think I've seen him, so I think I might have seen him online, but I know he's on uh, Instagram uh, because he uh, he'll constantly like a lot of my photos on Instagram, and I'll be like, oh, Matthew liked it. 
you know, right? You know, and like something random, and I'm like, oh my god, Matthew liked it. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, maybe Uh, we should get Matthew back on the show, and uh, Jonathan, maybe you should be the surprise host. uh, Ah, maybe, maybe at some point. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, well, let me know when you want to do it. Yeah, I know you're a man too. It's a secret. It's already been aired. Yeah, I love, I love that guy. I'll definitely do that, but. I don't know, like, because I'm, I'm still trying to get people, like, I'm trying to get, um, uh, you know, a few people that have already been on the show to come back before the end of the show, you know? Um, yes. So, uh, How about we'll, I was just trying to get you Elvira on the show? Uh, she'd be cool. Um, I didn't get a chance to meet her. The show, that, we had her. She was at Scares I Care uh, one year, and I saw her. She was there signing um, a ton of people, you know, and stuff. I think it was last uh, year. Yeah. 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 She was one great on the show. It took her a little bit to open up, and then she finally admitted, I'm drinking peach schnapps, so I'm getting a little drunk now, so I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> it is like... <laughs> That's awesome. Party time <laughs> with Elvira. And you know, it's did, funny man, when she... I've had I've had guests that are drunk. I've also had guests that are high that have uh, talked to me. Oh, uh, you got to love the guests that are high. Oh, man. Some <laughs> yeah, of them are hilarious. Was... Yeah. <laughs> I, I had this one guest, I won't say who, but she was, like, hitting on uh, some of the people that I called in. It was hilarious. You know, because you're nice. fine. Oh, hey, just like, baby. She, you know, she's like, you have a great voice. <laughs> I was like, she just made that person, like, fucking year. Because that guy was, like, a yeah. huge fan of hers and stuff, you know? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. There was a guest. I, I had him on a couple of times. I did really good with him, and I was told, Joe, I don't know if you were yeah. there that with this show, but uh, Courtney Gaines. Oh my yes. gosh, I was so drunk by the. T- I was drunk. I yeah. like okay. I'm a couple of shots. I've had Courtney Gaines on a couple mm-hmm. times. I'm comfortable. He had to correct me throughout the whole show. Yeah. Oh, you're already. Wow. Oh, you're already. Were you there that show, Joe? Joe. Joe? 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 We lost him. Oh, man. Oh, God, yeah. We must have lost him because he he normally will be uh, talking to us and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the one show that I can say that I I I didn't eat that day. I drank some alcohol. And the next day, Courtney Gaines deleted me as a friend on Facebook. I'm like, I deserve that one. <laughs> I deserve yeah. it. Uh, Joe. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of uh, kind of interesting when there he is. I'm here. I've been here the whole time. Oh, um, well, you oh yeah. Were you there that Courtney Gaines show? Mm, yes. The last Courtney yes. Gaines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know he deleted me as a friend the next day. I'm like, I deserve that one. <laughs> mm. 
Well, yeah, that. because I I tell you what, because like a few months later, I'm at a convention and Courtney Gaines is either a guest uh, or he's just walking around, and I said hello to him and I thanked him for being on the show, and he kind of just went, "Oh, you're welcome." And that was it. He was polite. It was just like, uh, oh, yeah. Just like, ah. Courtney is, he's a great guy. He's very friendly. I mean, you know, he stood me up for a show, too. And that's when John Link was talking to uh, Giovanni about, um, is Red Fish a snapper? Red snapper. Yeah, and Courtney Gaines was supposed to be on that show, and I'm calling Courtney Gaines, and, you know, he stood me yeah. up, too. Mm, don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. Star Wars. Well, I'm going to talk yeah. to you guys later. Okay, it's right. about 9.43. Uh, I, I guess we are about to cut off. Yeah, so I'll talk to you guys hey, later. Thank you, thank you, John. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Yes, thank you guys so much. This is awesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right, bye guys. All right, bye guys. Uh, John, uh, Joe, are you going to send this out, John Link style? No, but I'll do it my own style, young lady. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, thank you for listening to Francie and Friends. And if not, I'll stab you. So, good night, everybody. Uh, bye bye. Night. Night, Jonathan. Night. Thank you. Don. Thanks, everybody. I'm out of here. Bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.